Bum, bum, bum. Okay. We're back. With <sighs> intro music this time. Indeed. I hope you guys enjoyed that. We're definitely cleaning up this little podcast gig we have going out here. Trying to make yeah. it. Small upgrades. Yeah. Uh, so, we just are coming back from a, a long, long weekend. weekend in Minneapolis. <laughs> so... Good to see all the college friends again. This is such a bad start. <laughs> yeah, it's very bad. Okay, dude, we've been we've been constantly getting better episode by episode. When we start off like this, yeah, I'm not very cut bad this out start. People need to know. Very bad start. Then they can get on us and tell us how bad we are. Well, help us up our game a little bit. Where do we want to start? So we've actually done a really good job this week, I'd say, of filling out our. Uh, our little shared note with random stuff. Is there any place you want to start? Maybe an easy one to ease into? Um, we usually start with sports, so we could do anything sports-related. Maybe... I'd like to talk about... Let's talk about Khabib versus Poirier. UFC? UFC. This past weekend in Abu Dhabi. Okay. Um, Go for it. We, we watched that fight. Legally, Legally we did. Yep, uh, at one of our friend's house in Minneapolis. It was an interesting uh, main card with Khabib versus Poirier. Uh, Khabib is a Russian undefeated monster who just absolutely mauls people to the floor. For anybody that's not an MMA fan, Khabib is it's kind of... I think the easiest comparison in any sports is to another combat source was probably yeah. boxing. In, bo- in sports history, it's probably like Mike Tyson, where you know Mike Tyson, you know what he's going to do, but you just can't... Stop it. You just don't have a chance to. Yeah. And it's kind of sad, because everybody gets hyped up every single time, like, who's going to be the one to finally defeat the champion? And then after... I mean, he just wasn't even challenged, really. He was yeah. just... After round, one, after round yeah. one, you knew how the fight was going to end up. Yeah. Um, Dustin Poirier, he was pretty... He was on a five... Fight win streak, so he, he did fine. He deserved he just, his chance. Just, <laughs> I, I wouldn't say he did fine. I don't know. He had a good. We haven't seen many people do better. He had a good maybe two sec- people ever. Dustin do had a good fifteen second. Uh, sp- sp- it was like spurt. it was like a half half chance. Yeah, and everybody got super excited. Yeah, <laughs> but then, yeah. So basically, the fight ended with Khabib uh, doing a rear naked choke and Dustin tapping out. So it was really kind of uneventful. It's kind of funny to think that some people paid so much money to like fly to Abu Dhabi and watch the fight, all to see it last. Like, I'm sure it would have been a cool experience. A good two rounds. Was it but, more? Than, was it two rounds? It was two rounds. Oh, wow. Right. For some reason, I thought it was more than. That. I thought it was two rounds. Um, but no, still, you have to pay for like your flight to Abu Dhabi, then for the if you're gonna fly pay per view ticket. That's pretty expensive. To see a uh, kind of uninventful, really. It, you knew that was going to happen, so. But you're there for the chance that it doesn't. I That's guess. why you pay so much. That's like, that goes back to the same thing as betting. Kind of. You're paying for the chance of your team winning, right? But you win either way with this. Because you get to experience something. Whereas with betting, I guess with betting you get to experience losing too. Which is... 
better than it's nothing. all it's all excitement people. excitement of watching the watching what's going down but not bad yeah do you care to talk about football at all i don't know i'm not really one to come oh, to the that, NFL. I know there was some drama with oh the nfl started this week yeah, but i think the, the main topic of a discussion was with antonio brown um getting in trouble with the Raiders and them taking away his guaranteed money. It was like 29 point some million. And then they also fined him 200K for like just being a really bad teammate, calling out his coaches, different things like that. And then at the end of the day, they released him because he was all asking for a release on social media. And then by the end of the day, he was picked up by the Patriots. And obviously... Everyone in the football world kind of, one of our friends actually said the Patriots would be the team to pick him up. And if you don't, a little background, the Patriots are just like one of the best dynasties in football history. They also won the Super Bowl last year, so they definitely don't need Antonio Brown. And he's one of like the best receivers to ever play the game. So it's kind of just like the good teams just keep getting better. Would you compare it to like for a non-football and would you compare it to like KD going to the to Golden State? I would compare it to I would compare it to KD going to Golden State because obviously the Patriots just don't need him. Golden State didn't really need KD to join their team. I mean, they were coming off a championship, or I guess they weren't coming off a championship, but they're coming off a seventy three and nine season, uh, one of the best seasons ever in NBA history. So the fact that one of the Best players in the NBA would go to a team that just beat the beat the record for most wins in the season is just unfathomable, I guess. But that's the same well, thing with Antonio <laughs> Brown. But yeah, that's a little football for those who care. For those who care. Yeah. Anything else for under sports? You have one here that I don't know very much about, but I know you're pretty into. Oh yeah, I guess yeah. Um, so, it was announced this past week that the KSI versus Logan Paul rematch, boxing rematch, is on. Do you mind providing a little bit of context about who these people are? Yeah, people? so Logan so Paul... I don't even know them that well. So Logan Paul and KSI are both YouTubers, and they're just... really don't like each other. Basically... Do you think it's for real, or is it manufactured? It's, it's for real. It's for real. It's not like... I don't I'm think assuming it's assuming they're both making a lot of money off of it. They, they both are, but I don't they really don't like each other and it's something where like the YouTube industry right now is growing, so they are going to make a lot of money off, off of it just cuz there are big names in the YouTube like world, I guess, but they really dislike each other and they're holding this fight for the second time last year. Um the fight ended in a draw, so that's, that's so underwhelming. Yeah, that's why everyone thinks like it was fake or it was set up, but now they're going with the round two, and hopefully there's not going to be a draw this time. So but it's knocked out. a little difference this time, they're going, so they're fighting as professional fighters. Um, they're doing um, smaller gloves and no ed- headgear this time, so hopefully someone actually gets knocked out. But yeah, it's just a little background on that. Nice. How does so? Do you want to just just for fun, I guess? Do you want to explain just how the whole thing works? 
like how, where do they do they just stream it somewhere? Do you have to pay to watch? Is it like pay per view type thing? And how, like, so last year they, I believe they yeah they streamed it. And on, then what kind of followings do these people have? Because you say YouTube is growing and YouTube has been big for the past few years, I think. Yeah, but it's it's just it's just been growing, continuing to grow. Um, Logan Paul has like twenty point some million subscribers on YouTube, I believe, and I'm not too sure about KSI, but he's definitely up there as well. Um, but they're definitely going to receive a bag from this fight, uh, and that's for sure. I don't think they're... So this fight this year is not going to be streamed on YouTube. Um, I think they have a different streaming service that signed a contract with them. I don't know how that whole works. I haven't really run into it, into that, but it seems like it's still a good gig for both fighters, and I'm definitely voting for uh, Logan Paul to win that fight, though, just because KSI is... Uh, not the type of guy I would want to back, I guess. <laughs> what does that mean? Do you have to explain? He's just full of himself. He calls himself... He has a really God complex where he calls himself God on everything he posts, so he just needs to get his ego down a little bit. <laughs> is that part of the hype, or is that for real? Um, I don't know. He's, he's a wannabe rapper, too, so... Um, I don't think it is, because... Uh, and all his raps, he calls himself God and stuff like that. And I just don't think he knows what he's really getting himself like into. Likable person. No, not really. So off the off the tail end of this, do you mind going into? I just added one. Do you mind going into just talking about how you said about how you think YouTube is um, a growing industry? Yeah. What do you want me? I just think. Just tell I'll, me about how you think it works and why you think it. Because I will counter your argument. I think it is growing, but I don't think it can continue to grow at the rate it's growing. I just know... I don't see YouTube being what it is now, even close to what it is now, in the next 10 years. I totally disagree. Totally. Dis- I just read an article one, an article that kids nowadays are wanting to be a YouTuber over like being a doctor and a firefighter. That's their main goal. They want to do vlogs and stuff. So I think it's just going to continue to grow. I don't know. How do you okay. I don't want know. to combat so that? From my, I don't know. So from my, from my perspective, you have to think about it not only as from a YouTube, like from both sides, both from creators, it makes perfect sense. Because you have unlimited upside, basically, for uploading um, content. But from the YouTube side, I think, I don't know, I forget what stat it is, but there's so many terabytes of data uploaded every single day. Okay. Every single hour, whatever it is. Okay. And you can only store so much data for free. So I'm, I'm, so my vision of the future of YouTube is a much more restricted platform. You know, they're already doing things right now to, from what I've gathered, I guess, to restrict content creators no from making chance. money off of sponsorships just because um, sponsors want to know that the people that their, their ads are appearing on are actually people who they think can support their brand. Okay, so I don't get how. Why do you think it's a dying? In, it's why do you think it's think, dying? I don't think content creation is dying. I think content creation is booming. So that's so YouTube, that's what I think. YouTube I think has always been big though. Like even in the past, like YouTube it's is just how old? Twenty years old? So old? Not even. Fifteen okay, years old. Okay, maybe? fifteen years old. And to this point, I'd say YouTube. A lot of people are watching vlogs. But from from what I've heard, also YouTube has to be operating at a deficit, just because you you have. Unlimited amounts of people, not unlimited amounts of people, but you can store unlimited amounts 
of footage, and that has to be literally physically stored by Google, who owns YouTube. Okay. And that's a, a rising cost constantly. But I don't so know. I think there's going to be okay, I don't know how who can upload videos. But I don't know how, okay. And then on the other side, I think as if you're really thinking about YouTube as a business partner, if you're not just thinking about it as somewhere you upload videos for fun, if it's something where you're going to make a living off of YouTube, I feel like you need to have more control in that business. So I think people are going to go end up going more the route of having owning their own place where they can upload their content and people will just pay them monthly instead of going through YouTube or something people like that. People will pay like fans will pay to watch the videos. Yeah. Or they or fans or they will directly get I think adver- YouTube is making some money. sort of money from just viewers watching videos on YouTube. Yeah, it's an advertising platform. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know why they would or fans would go and pay to watch. I think less because people YouTube can just change the I think less people would watch I'm business, just saying YouTubers I, th- business. I think less people would watch YouTube if they had to pay for the service. I I'm think- saying I'm saying YouTube itself, like cutting out that middleman. I'm saying that content creators will find ways to host their own platform. I don't think that's where the future is. I think YouTube is just going to continue to go, personally. I don't think that content creators should... Why hasn't, hasn't anyone done it that, yet, then? People have. Like who? Smaller YouTubers have. What, what different site? I want to... Like, so, what so sites? My, so, not sites specifically, but you can... So for from using Vimeo, for example, not that you host, not that you actually use Vimeo as the website that people go to, but you can host just videos on Vimeo and you can throw up a WordPress site or a different website and you can buy yourself contact advertisers that will actually put the advertisements in your own videos and all you do is put the video on your site. That's like I'm saying if you very complex. I'm saying I think there will be platforms where in, that enable that type of service. I guess I, I guess we'll future. have to see. Yeah, I don't know. I, don't I think know. that just makes more sense for because otherwise YouTube tweaks something and that can completely change how. Like, have you heard the term of? But YouTube, why would like YouTube that? have to tweak anything if because they're already getting massive viewership from people? Because it all it comes down to how the advertisers see the value of the platform because that's how they make money and if they see that the like value of YouTube for an advertiser is so huge. I agree. Then why would they ever? But I don't think it's I don't think it's just from YouTube itself. It's more from the specific content creators on YouTube, and if they're not creating, like I think I think in the future, advertisers are going to become more selective with who they want to represent their brand, than just slapping surface ads on YouTube videos. People are going to want to be able to target specific content creators more. Maybe, maybe I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. It just. What do you want to go to next? Um. Oh, just uh, since we're talking about social media, and we talked about kind of like mental health and stuff last weekend, I was reading an article that said Facebook is going to try to um, get away from its likes button on its social media, and that kind of plays back to what we were talking about, about how people use social media to like gain a lot of likes and stuff like that and what kind of self affirmation they're gonna get if likes are taken away and like if people are still gonna use it as often because that's a way for them to feel like their their popularity level is going up and stuff like that. So I thought it was a really interesting article. I think they're testing it 
in like different countries right now and they're hoping that maybe one day they move away from likes and just have people post whatever they want without seeing that self-affirmation of getting likes, I guess. Do you think that's going to help or hurt Facebook? Um, and do you think that's something that they'll stick with? I feel like people get such... People get addicted. Like, I guess we spoke to yeah. spoke, we spoke on this. I don't know if it was last episode or the episode before. <clears throat> but I feel like there's some weird addiction to like getting a like, small dopamine rush. No, it is. Like. Exactly. A like is like, oh, I got a like. Then you got it. Like, it's like a like causes a little smile on your face or something like that. Because like, it is like a nice little tap on the back or whatever or whatever you want to say. Like, mm-hmm. people um, really enjoyed whatever you posted. But I think, I don't know, I think it's going to be good and bad. I feel like Facebook could lose the amount of people that use the service. But then again, I think it would take away from those little mental health issues where people are, like, sad or um, feel like they're unimportant from not getting enough likes, you know? Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. It, it'll be interesting, yeah. for sure. Yeah. I wonder what kind of effect they'll have on future platforms, whatever is coming in the future. I've, I've heard about a lot of platforms trying to move away from the likes thing, but I don't know if they'll ever actually do it. Just because, I mean, that's what they made. Their Human business was always made love from. to see a metric. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know if it'll even end up happening. And I don't think, honestly, I don't think it should. I think... From whose perspective? You think it's better for the platform? I think it's better for the platform, especially. And I think it's better for people who maybe are, like, going... Up. Like, you know on Twitter how a lot of people are just posting memes and stuff? Like, obviously, they're doing that on purpose to have it get retweeted and, like, and like liked so other people can see it at the same time. So, mm-hmm. if there's not those little metrics or ways to retweet something, then how are, is it supposed to grow or how is something supposed to be seen by a lot of other people? Mm-hmm. So, I don't think... I think it would take away from the importance of that for social media. But, I don't know. Mm. What about Facebook itself in the future? So I, think, I think it's gonna uh, I don't know if it's gonna die but I think it's definitely gonna I think a lot of people already stop stop using Facebook I mm. think it's just continue to go it seems like a much old, so I I go on Facebook maybe a couple times a week yeah like, I think like the user user base is gonna go down for sure cause mm-hmm. I don't like I don't go on Facebook that much I only go for like Messenger which is like something that could be easily changed with all the different platforms but it does seem at least to me to have been it's like I said it again just a growing number of older people on the platform or it seems like a much older audience on the platform than say Twitter Mm. or Instagram yeah it definitely is yeah it's still it's still the thing is it still is relevant I mean my mom is loves Facebook she's always on there and I just mm-hmm. know like people at like my work or use Facebook a lot too mm-hmm. but I think Facebook is still getting it's just like Twitter and Instagram is getting used to post like memes and just like be a news news outlet too now it's not really like just post about people's like your lives anymore it's just like posting memes and posting 
um, what you think about news and stuff like that. You think that's bad? Sporting updates. I feel like whenever you have a platform whose main revenue is advertising and they get paid per click, yeah. then whatever gets the click is what they're going to post. Would you? Are you someone that would be a proponent of paying for a service like Facebook? I would not. Like say you pay... No. 12 bucks a year. No. I know, dollar per month. I know there was talk about that, too. I just don't think it would work. I think I can kind of relate that to, like, new online newspapers or, like, media outlets where they force people to, like, subscribe to read the full, like, article. They give you, like, a little blurb at the top, but then you have to subscribe to read the rest. I think a lot of people don't even do that. They just say try to find their news from a different free outlet. Mm. I don't know. I don't know. I really, in concept, it makes a lot of sense to me. To where, pay for where, yeah, where then you know that they're getting paid from the viewers, so they're it really they have an incentive at least to provide good content outside of just having people click on the content and have a page full of advertisements, basically. But it's interesting. I don't know because people, it's it's like you can't have it both ways. You can't not have ads. And have really good content. Yeah. Or it's just, yeah. You have to choose, I guess. I think ads are just going to be a thing that... Oh, ads yeah. going to be there. It has to be. Yeah. And it's only going to get... As people... As more data is collected on people, it's just going to get more and more tailored to specific people. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Oh, here's an interesting one. Uh, with regards to advertising and the podcast specifically, okay. um, the one I'm picking out here is just monetization. So we had a little a little podcast update discussion on our way up to Minneapolis, yep. about an hour and a half drive. We can talk about what are, it. What are your monetization plans? Or what do you want to talk about? Uh, what we just talk, looked at with our little anchor um, oh, our stats. Our stats. Okay, we can have this as a little, as a little segment in each podcast, maybe. Anchor stats updates. Okay, so the predicted uh, estimated audience size right now, we're looking at about eighteen listeners, not viewers. <laughs> <laughs> um, Fifty-five total plays. It's pretty good. Um, there's it's a, funny because I, I think the biggest thing is like we kind of like have told a few of our friends about it but nowhere near 18 people I think we can probably account for estimate like, like 10 10 I would say 10 yeah who else we don't know who you are yeah so if you guys want to like drop us a message or like a, a form or something like yeah. that yeah it's also interesting because this doesn't have the analytics that these uh, streaming providers provide on their users is not that detailed, at least for podcasts, from what we can see. So we have the estimation of what country people are in, and I think that's like 100% in the United States. But outside of that, we don't really know where people are located or anything. So, yeah. So it'd be really nice if we started, like, getting um, comments and stuff like that, just to learn what our Here. listeners are thinking. We'll, uh, so um, in the description of this episode, we should have added... Unless we forget to, in the next two hours or so, we should have added an email address, which is to which people can email us at. Yeah, but why email us when you can just drop a message? What if they're not one of comment. the ten people? 
I guess sir, right now. Um, or we can drop like a socials or something like that. Somewhere, some way to contact us for sure. Uh, but along with that, with these growing metrics, with the default um, anchor. So we're talking about monetization, basically. Okay. I said he wants to monetize. So my said I said I wouldn't even consider monetizing within the next year. I don't think it's realistic. Mike just doesn't know. I think we're gonna have some breakout episodes here. Please. I think yeah. I do, I just don't think Mike knows exactly how podcasts work. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he thinks it's much harder than it actually is. Um, we'll see. I think. We can come up with different ways to... Obviously, we haven't done even any advertising or anything like that or having... Because there's different ways. You can use Google. You can use just different, like, advertisement um, chains where you can post something on your description or things like that to gain a little bit of... It's not going to be a lot, but there's definitely ways to make a little bit. And I think that's something... We can't. Obviously, we're not going to do that right away because we don't have enough listenership. What's our marketing budget? Um, zero dollars and zero cents. Zero dollars and zero cents. I guess. So I think, from my point of view, I think for the next at least foreseeable future, which I would estimate as in the next few months, like six months, this, I would say it doesn't make really any sense to do any to do that much external advertising. Like perhaps if we end up getting. No, I think I think everything in yeah. the in the near future is all word to mouth. Honestly, I agree. Because we don't need to we don't need to rush rush into anything. I think it's really more about consistency and continuing to get better over time. And we have the curve. People consistently getting more and more views each yeah. each episode. And we're already doing that. Yeah. So like, so I think that to me is what matters the most. Whenever it starts to stagnate, that's a bad sign. But as long as we have consistent curve yeah I think yeah and it's never I don't know I, I know we for, ever even before done before even starting this I pro- never thought that this this should would be ever anything that would be monetizable we kind of talked about it the first episode yeah I just think it's more interesting from a few years from now to be able to look back and think of how this is where we started we, yeah. and look at where we are now yeah Maybe. if it's no if it's nowhere if it's somewhere it doesn't matter really. yeah I think the biggest thing is like I think we haven't even started using this podcast the way we kind of wanted it to or like our future plans with trying to get this into mm-hmm. a more like I feel like slow and steady makes more sense local niche of getting business owners people that have made progress in their lives and just getting them on the podcast interviewing them I think that's where we really will see maybe more view- listenership I should say yeah, we're working on that right now, right? We, yeah. we might be getting our first one this week, hopefully. Yeah, get that done. And then we'll see how that goes. Yeah. Obviously, it's going to be a little iffy at the start because yeah, we've we'll never really stuff out. If really interviewed or had anyone on our podcast mm-hmm. other than us two talking. So it'll be, it'll be good. Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, I think it'll be interesting if we can get in the next month or so, maybe three or four done then we can have some as a backlog that's I think when I would be comfortable starting to post them so just in case we're not able to schedule one for yeah. so long then we're yeah. able to post because yeah. I think that consistency over time is more important at least personally I think it's more important than 
the quality at the very beginning. Yeah. Oh, here's an interesting conversation that we had. I'm sorry to keep picking all the topics. <laughs> Do you want? Is no, there, you're fine. Is there one you, you're no, you're good. Keep going. I don't know what, what you're. It's a random topic that we actually got discussing uh, on the way up again. <laughs> okay. It's about tipping. Oh, tipping. Tipping at restaurants. And okay. I thought you had an interesting view on tipping. Yeah. Um, so I don't want any of the, uh, <laughs> I don't want like any waitresses or waiters <laughs> to get upset about me for saying this. Cause I, I, I am one who does tip and I'd say I, I tip very, fairly well, but I don't like the, what should I say? I don't like the reasoning for tipping a waiter or waitress. I think it's kind of BS how waiters and waitresses have to be living on $2, $3 wages and then live off of tips. Um, I think I shouldn't have to tip someone for doing their jobs. I think like a waiter and a waitress, their job is to bring me my food and not spit in it, not do any of that. So I think they should get paid accordingly to what their job is. I mean, it's an entry-level job, get minimum wage, maybe maybe a little bit more depending on the size of the restaurant or the prestige of the restaurant. If, if it's a five-star restaurant, a waiter or waitress should make a lot more money than maybe a server at Applebee's to say anything like that. But I don't think they should be getting paid $2, $3. I think they should get paid the minimum wage or a little bit more than that depending, like I said. But I just don't like the fact... I mean, I, I'm gonna t- I'm gonna tip, but I just don't like the fact that it's frowned upon not tipping for someone just because they're doing their job. I guess. I mean, waiters and waitresses are supposed to just do what they're asked. I mean, they signed up for that, so why am I tipping them for doing their job? I guess. But. So, would you rather have that additional cost already added on to the cost of the? the meal so so my counter to you basically was that tipping provides incentive for the waiter or waitress to do a better job of giving me my food yes to provide how can they because if you otherwise if if you're paid a standard no matter what then your interaction with the customer is kind of irrelevant as long as you take their order bring them their food you can do it in the most low effort, um, just half-assed way if you want to, and you get paid people, the same amount as people that show up. People at other jobs get do that same <laughs> thing. I used to work at Hy-Vee. We all got nearly the same. Some people are going to work hard. But I think it, ma- it treat- matters most when you're actually interacting with customers that you directly... Are. You are. Uh, at some uh, <coughs> grocery stores, Hy-Vee, it's like a helpful smile in every aisle. That's their slogan. So there are customer service people at Hy-Vee who engage with cl- uh, with customers, stuff like that. And some are just bad at what they do, at being an employee of a company. And that's why they get fired and different things like that. So if waiters and waitresses feel like they need incentive to do their job, then you, I mean, you got to let them go. There's other people that would want that job or want to get paid, whatever the payment is that they're getting. I don't think... They need to act a certain way just to receive a tip. 
Yeah, interesting. I wonder how long that concept has been around of tipping. I just think it's crazy. Like, how can you say, oh, we're going to sign you on to a job and your wage is going to be 2 to $3 an hour? And how can you say, I want to be, a, I, I want to do that? I just think that's just unbelievable. Because then you get paid on the success of the restaurant, too. I just think that's unbelievable, personally. I think I'd rather just have... But then the, the, then the employee actually has some skin in the game. The employee actually has the incentive to, to, to help the business as best as they I'm can. I'm looking at it from, like... Uh, from a business perspective. Or from someone coming in to eat at the restaurant. That's kind of, like, I just think if I'm a person going to Applebee's, I would just rather have the company pay for pay for the tip, I guess. I don't need to be the one that pays the tip. I'm paying the company to eat their food, not to have some waiter or waitress be very nice to me and very, like, that's just, I don't think I need a tip for that. Huh. So you just think, instead of paying seven bucks, you'd pay, what? 10, 12 bucks for a meal? Yeah, that's fine. That's, that's, that's fine. Okay. So it ends up being kind of the same it's, thing? It's going to be the same thing. I just, I think the idea of tipping is what I don't like. Huh. Yeah. But I, I mean, I do it. So don't come af- after me. I do tip. <laughs> but, come after you. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, so. What's next? What's next? You want me to choose one this time? Yeah, go for it. I think I've been making all the choices. It's already, we're already almost 35 minutes in. Yeah. Mm. Ooh, I think you put this down, maybe. What did you put by pay it forward? Oh, this is what we were talking about. I think we mentioned this last time. Um, Just, it's like the whole concept of giving back to people when you're in a position to give back to people. Yep. I don't remember exactly in what context we're talking about it. No, I don't either. But I think a, the biggest thing with like being able to work now, and I think I have future plans of like giving back to like a lot of the people, like especially like my mom and just people that have helped me. Or like we're talking about like um, what were we talking about on the way to Minneapolis about um, giving back to like charities and stuff like that. I think, from my understanding, at the beginning of each school year, he does something to give back to the community. I think he has an established brand. He's been around for 15 years, I think, or 20 years in Rochester now. Um, with a business that's going strong. So he does something to give back to students, I think. Yep, students, and he uh, does a lot of stuff for, like, the elderly, like, um, a lot of people in poverty that can't maybe get suits or like for children especially he has like a reading community or something like that where uh, people come into his shop and read and different things like that get free haircuts and stuff yeah like get free haircuts and stuff like that which I think is something that just shows that when you get in a position to help someone I think it's really important that you're not like stingy with whatever you have or you're really trying to what inf- thing? okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, or like you're trying to influence the world in like a different way or a positive way and I think that's really important at least that's something that I definitely want to get into as I get older and it can be either with money or honestly with your time yeah or just the way you like honestly just the way you treat people as well Mm -hmm. Um, just 
don't be like an yeah, asshole. Just be ha- just be nice to people. <laughs> I think is the biggest thing. I think a lot of people um, think that their time is too worthy for others. And I think that's really annoying to say the least. I'm not gonna, but Michael is one of the worst people with his phones of all time. I agree with so. Let's actually talk about that. Yeah. I agree that you should protect your time or be at least a little selective with your time. But I feel like you need to, if you want to build relationships, you can't just be so inclusive or to yourself. And like, if you're not going to respond to people or. I respond, I try my best to respond to people. It's just, I just don't There's think. Sometimes that, where I'll just leave my phone somewhere and then I just, I just don't. I just think if that's if I the, get a notification on my phone, I don't have the reaction where I like feel like I have to pick it up. It's not even like, that. It's not even that for me with you. You just don't even like you will be responding to something and you won't even click send. And it's I've like done that too many times. Too many times. And it's like, like how do you spot, expect I'll, like, to like type out the message and then I'll just like put my phone away quick and, and I just realize that I didn't even and like send it. I just how do you expect to like continue? And I think oh, there's a like difference because like. I'm on my phone way too freaking much, and I agree with that. But mm-hmm. I feel like people who say, "Oh, I don't need to be on my phone that much," it's like, how do you expect to like build relationships? Because yeah. you like, I think there's a you still I have there is there is a balance. But like, a lot of people get really like worked up, like, "Oh, I'm never on my phone," but like, that's phones are used to like keep in contact with people, and if you just want to be so inclusive to yourself, that's how you. Don't even build any relationships. You're turning to, uh, like, I don't want to say a loner or, like... A, cur- and a curmudgeon. Having the, like, as... Being the person that always, like, reaches out to people that I think I am, I think it's just annoying to f- have people not reply or, like, things like that. I, I just... I don't know. I don't... I don't. I'm not trying to like no, I know. roast I, you for no, it yeah. or anything like that. But it's interesting to hear the other perspective. Yeah. I definitely don't feel that way from my like. I don't yeah. try. I think there's a balance because I think I'm on my phone way too much, and I yeah. gotta don't let down. But I like actively try to not be on my phone as much as I can. But there's other ways to do it. Like I like if I get text messages, I try to respond right away. Sometimes I get Snapchats. It's it's like a weird priority to me system usually. Like if I get a text, then I try to respond right away. If it's like a group chat that's going wild, sometimes I'll just like mute it if I'm doing something else because I don't need to respond right away. <laughs> yes, it's interesting. But, and then like with Snapchat and stuff like that, like sometimes I'll I mean mute people's stories if I just add someone some random time and then I just I don't know them that well. Like I probably have maybe thirty or forty stories unmuted on Snapchat. <laughs> Everybody else is muted. Because I just don't... Otherwise, I'll sit there and I'll watch everybody's story. And I just don't need to take the time to watch everybody's story. I guess. I don't know. I do... I think there's a balance, so... That's an interesting one. What's next? Let's go. The top startup companies in 2019. This is your one. This yeah. is the one that you sent me on LinkedIn. Yeah. Um, so I s- 
so something I do at work now is just go and read like LinkedIn articles all the time, and they had something discussing all the top startups for um, companies in 2019. So I kind of just went in there and picked out a couple of the ones that I noticed right away, and I thought it's something kind of be cool to talk about just to see. I know like with Coursera, which is uh, number 33 on that list, that's something you use. So mm-hmm. if you want to go more in depth on like why you use it or what it is. Um, so Coursera is basically um, a website that offers free auditing of a lot of their courses. So usually it's like these courses through companies like Google, um, stuff like Microsoft, stuff like that. <clears throat> and basically they'll provide specific training courses at really low cost to people. And I think Coursera you pay 50 bucks a month to have everything unlocked. But with most courses, you can audit it, which is you basically get to see all the course material except for where you don't have access to specific things such as like the class forum or um, certain labs. And you um, don't get any of the certifications yeah, for when you, you complete don't get the course. You don't get feedback on the work you do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I believe that's up there. Um, another some of the other uh, companies up there were the in- Interrupted, which is a company that's actually, um, I think LeBron James is a co-owner of that. Um, so I thought that was just interesting. That's at 39. So looking through the list, because I, I looked through it <clears throat> because I thought that your company was going to be on there. That, that's, that, no. that's what you're looking at. I was wondering yeah. why you're so interested in it. But So I like scrolled through some of the list, but I didn't get through it all. I looked that closely to it. Um, can you maybe talk about, or what I would be interested in here is if you felt that most of them were, like, internet-related businesses? A lot of them were, a lot of that, a lot of them were, like, computer software. What percentage were? Or, like, technology. I don't, okay. I don't remember exact percentage, but I just know a lot of them were, so, a lot of the key jobs that these companies were looking for, because they kind of noted that in it, in the article as well, a lot of the jobs were sales, um, technology or like code like coding stuff Mm -hmm. um operations those were like some of the main jobs that these uh startup companies were looking for and it kind of just shows that technology is just going to continue to grow and your ability to have those kind of technology i can't say that word but technology skills technical skills yeah technical skills is going to be huge in the future Mm -hmm. it's interesting to me to see how many how much of this stuff is just, like, completely software-based? Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm sure, uh, do they have, like, they have stuff on here, like you said, like, Bird and Lime, where there's actual physical products, yeah. but it's served through, through software. But a lot of it is, like, completely software-based. Like, what do you have on here? Robinhood? Yep, so Snowflake uh, it, that I have on here is one, the number one startup company, um, and just a few different facts it's a computer software company and it actually helps different companies go into the cloud basically okay um, so they just are like consultants yeah basically and it actually tripled in his its employee count and then it had 257 percent growth valued at 3.9 billion uh this past year and it actually was started in 2012 um I read another article today that kind of combated that, and the owner of, or the C- CEO, 
or the founders of those um, of Snowflake are 60 and a lot of people were saying that's so interesting with startups because you think that's going to be like the younger demographic mm-hmm. like people of like the 60 year olds aren't really the ones who are creating startups but mm-hmm. it's funny that the number one startup is made by a 60 year old which was interesting, interesting. Mm. especially in the Silicon Valley too which is where this company is located located mm. that is interesting yeah, I just thought that was something. Some of the other companies on the list was Bumble, which is like a dating service. The XFL, which is a new like football league that's coming. Um, I think that's starting in February. And that was actually uh, backed by Bob McMahon or Rick McMahon. I can't remember his first name. But he is actually the owner of WWE, which is uh, fake wrestling, if you'd say. Or entertainment mm. wrestling. Yeah. Um, and DoorDash was another one. Bird, Lime, Robin Hood, all these big name. Um, is Uninterrupted, is that a media company? Yep. So Uninterrupted is a media company that, no, there wasn't really. Okay. But LeBron James is a co-owner of that. It's interesting. This is like a callback to previous episodes. We were only, this is our fourth episode. Yep. I feel like it's a pretty big theme, too, is that we've talked about how much has happened in the last 20 years or so. It's interesting to think that literally jobs for all these, this list, or for the majority of this list, were, literally did not exist. Yeah. So it's like how, if we think about, not that this growth is going to continue, but if growth continues even at like a slightly lower rate than it is right now, it's likely then the future we're going to be working jobs that don't exist now. Or jobs that are some sort of mix of what exists now. So it's like how do we prepare ourselves now for jobs you, you that don't, don't, even you don't exist pre- I don't think you even prepare for it. I think it's all you adapt to it when it comes. I feel like you prepare through becoming more adaptable. So that, yeah. so that, that's yeah. why it's so, yeah. like doing more things now that put you out of your comfort zone. You just get used to being yeah. adaptable. Yeah, quickly. being able to jump right off your fear, jump into something new is going to be mm-hmm. huge in the future. Uh, we can go into like modern workplace work hours and remote work. I mean that kind of yeah um, goes into kind of what we see like the future yeah. to be. I don't know. I feel like remote work is definitely something that's growing a lot. Oh yeah, I agree. Um, and I don't know. We were kind of like discussing it. like if we if we would like remote work or not. I would rather. So my take on it is I don't I don't like the idea of working just from home. Like that's why they have like these companies like WeWork. There's whole questions about WeWork and its valuation and stuff like that, where the people think it's like highly overvalued and stuff like that. Mm. But it's stuff like that where you provide places for people to work to still go to work, but just have their own office or rent a table yeah. or a room or something like that where they can work. Because I think it's so nice having that separation of being able to work. Yeah, I think there should be some sort work. of balance. Um, can I, like with recent internships and my current job now, there's actually like. Um, there's a pretty good balance where you do have the ability to work from home, but you also do have a uh, office or things like that at the actual headquarter company headquarters or building, whatever you want to call it. And I think just being having the ability to work from home is definitely a benefit that companies can um, show to their prospective like employees mm-hmm. but 
I don't think it's something that they should fully say, okay, you have the full choice to work from home. Because okay. you need that still, like, connection. I agree. To dis- just, like, that connection in the so office. so much easier and faster when you see them in person. Yeah. It's, here's uh, another question that's, I guess, it's kind of a tangent off of what you're saying. Do you think that, say, a software engineer, for example, that works for a big company in the United States, say they get paid medium, I don't know, something, $100,000. Do you think if they want to work remote and go live in a really low-cost country, if they move to Thailand, some I don't know, something like that, yep. do you think they should still be compensated the same? Yeah, they, they are. It's like a bonus. Mm-hmm. It's literally, they're making like a bonus now. There are companies now that do pay per... Where they pay you based on where you live. Dude, I was just reading about that today. That was mm-hmm. that was insane. Um, but no, people are like moving away from um, the two s- cities. It was like San Francisco and but Los they don't Angeles. Make, they don't make any sense. And they're moving away like because they're making s- like so much, or they're making a good amount. But then when they move to smaller states like, or cities like Denver, um, but they're they, still big size. Which are big size, but they're, they're not. not and Austin, the cost of Texas. living is so much lower in Denver than it is than in Los Angeles or San Francisco. Mm-hmm. So if they these remote workers move to Denver, they're just getting that access. Like yeah, um, you're still in a in a good sized city, where there's always stuff to do. Yeah, but you're not paying three grand a month exactly rent. Yep, and working seventy eighty hours a week, just to I don't know I don't know. It's interesting. It's I think interesting I think remote work would be good at spurts, like having the ability to say, yeah. "I don't want to," or especially in Minnesota, like if it's gonna be shitty weather outside or like which is gonna be the snow is just awful. Having that ability to just work from home and have whatever you need from your home is gonna be pretty nice. Like forcing people to drive in the snow to get to work is just sounds like a pretty big hassle. Get into education. Education. Okay, we're almost at the hour mark, so we're ten minutes off the hour mark. Um, education is a big one. So, is this something we're talking about? Um, I don't know. Education might just have to wait for a whole, a oh, whole episode. Uh, I don't know. Unless you want to get into no, that's fine. minutes about that. Um, so basically, I think in the future we'll be talking about the whole American education system and how we think if we think we're prepared for free college. For what? <laughs> just kidding. Yeah. I don't know if... Um, We'll talk about it. Um, Tea, caffeine, coffee. I put this one on here. Because I think I might have a slight addiction to caffeine. Um, I think... But I've been starting to drink tea more. I don't... I don't know what what tea does for you. It's just like a drink. It's just just a drink. drink. I drink it like sometimes to replace... When I would be. I know there's like teas that like detoxify you too. Mm -hmm. But, um, no, I drink, I'd say I drink one cup of coffee a day, sometimes two. But I know some people who drink like three or four. That's me. 
I'm right there. I'm and it's like insane. Let's talk, let's go into people buying coffee every day. Oh like my god. Going to Starbucks or going to whatever and buying coffee every day. I think that is there's First some stat. There's some stat. Do what you want to do. Okay. If you have the money. If it's in your position, do what you want to do. Okay. I don't care. Really. But there is some stat that says but like I could not make sense of. If you get coffee every day, it's like so much money at the end of the year Think that about you it. spent just just on let's coffee. Let's do a little. Let's do a very simple math here. Think about how much is the average, co- like, something at Starbucks. I'd, I'd say five. Three fifty. Five. I'd say five. What, if you're getting a medium thing, it's like four dollars. Okay, let's say four dollars. Okay, let's say four dollars. Let's say four dollars. So you do that, how many days? How many days a week? Only five Literally, days a week. Every day, yeah, five days a week. It's a little over a grand a year. A grand a year. For I mean, for what? An hour of happiness. <laughs> not even an hour. You drink it. You finish and it's coffee not even real 30, coffee either. It's typically minutes. just really milky, it's, sugary. Yeah. I mean, they're good. They're definitely. I I think they're delicious. I just don't understand it. Go. I just know there is some are some people that have to drink coffee every day, and some people do go to Caffeine. Starbucks and stuff to get it. Yeah. Uh-huh. I don't know. It's interesting. If you have, I mean, if you have the money, dep- I mean. yeah, it depends. To you. It depends on your situation. I'm sure it makes sense. Yeah. For some people. I don't know. If you get enjoyment out of it, then keep doing it. I just could not imagine doing it personally. We kind of wanted to talk about a list of all our, I think you put this down, but a list of all of our ideal future guests. Yeah. I didn't really know what I thought of this. So yeah, there's, like, what I thought of this was basically, if you had, there's, a, there's a podcast I listened to of this this guy's, uh, I forget what it's called. Uh, it's something to do with minimalism. It's Matt Diavella. Have you seen him? Mm-mm. It's like a, I think his YouTube channel was exploded this year. But basically, I think he filmed the minimalist um, Netflix okay. uh, series. Okay. Basically, he has like this theme on there where he's like, get the rock on his podcast. Like that is like yeah. his dream person. So do you have any dream People. Oh, if we could choose one person, like oh, a few yeah. people to be on this podcast, person. oh, that'd be interesting. Um, that's an interesting question. Who would I choose? First of all, who do you think if you could choose? Jesus Christ, who do you think would get the most listeners? Like if we got them on this yeah. podcast, yeah, who would get us the most listeners? If we got them on this podcast, who would get us the most listeners? I have three people in mind that I think it would be. I think like if I gotta say it. Like I think Donald Trump that's would be one of them. One of my three. He would Donald for sure Trump, guess. I think Kanye West. Kanye, yeah. That's me. Number two. I'm trying to think. Donald Trump, Kanye West, and uh, who's kind of huge right now? Post Malone. Post Malone. I think so. Yeah, especially. That the weekend of his album dropping. Yeah. That's kind of interesting. I think my ideal, if I could choose one person to get on this podcast. It's a tough question. Do you have an answer to it? Do you have your answer? Um, If you could have one person. It's kind of a cop-out answer. I think Elon Musk would be interesting. Mm. I think Naval Ravikant would be interesting. I don't know. 
I don't know. It's there's a lot of interesting people out there. Get one person. But uh, would it change your answer if it was one person throughout history? And language is not an issue. Yeah. Now, if I if I could do one person, seems like a cliche. I would do MLK. MLK. Yeah. Muhammad Ali would be cool. I would do MLK. Um, but right now, I'm trying to still think. I want to say like Cristiano Ronaldo or like David Beckham, just because they're like some yeah. of my favorite soccer players of all time. Yeah. But. Would you be able to? It would be so hard to be an interviewer to interview one of those people. No. Especially if you're so passionate about. Yeah. Yeah. I would just want to be like. When you've been watching them since you were literally just a little kid growing up. I think I, something I would just want to know is like what they do like when they're not playing soccer like what do they do for fun what do you mean fun it's like or like what do you mean no, I'm just kidding I see like David Be- I follow David Beckham on like Instagram and stuff and he's just traveling the world at all times like, what else would you do if you dedicate like the first 30 years of your life to just being the the best the top I don't know one of the best in the world at a specific such a specific discipline don't you think you would just be exhausted after that yeah. But now he, he's just traveling the world. That's I think like, that's what I would that's exhausting though. That is yeah, traveling is exhausting. It's kind of cool with like those guys because they're doing so much more than just like soccer. Mm-hmm. Like Cristiano Ronaldo is opening like numerous hotels, and David Beckham is just like a model. He's starting his own like soccer franchise in the MLS. Um, it's just kind of cool how they got into different things and there weren't just like some retired rich rich person just sitting on their ass you know mm-hmm. just getting it's into like, different things it's like Shaq oh Shaq is Shaq is all over the so place. dude he's so smart and he's, he's he's like a DJ he's always it's just crazy how much stuff he's gotten into since he's been done with basketball Icy Hot that's Another big thing he's done. Example. Yeah. Hmm. What else? I don't know. Did I talk about the Viagen Pets thing? No, I don't know what that is. In the first, in the first episode? Maybe I'll talk about it briefly. Basically, it was this thing that I heard on a different podcast I was listening to. <clears throat> Excuse me. About the ability to actually clone your pet. Like, there are companies. This company will literally clone your pet. Like, what? if your pet is dying or something like that, you send them its DNA, and they will clone your pet and send you no a clone of the pet. Way. Seriously. How crazy is that? How does that even work? You can't clone a human, so how would you be able to clone a pet? I can't... <laughs> I wish I could speak to the science... I, I don't cannot that. speak to the science. Look it up, Viagen Pets. Apparently, there's a huge waiting list. It costs like 50 grand or something like that. Jesus Christ. Apparently, they can clone your pet. You don't get the same pet, obviously. It's, you just get the pet with the same genetic makeup. Interesting. Wouldn't that be weird, though? Very weird. Like, what if... I mean, that's like, like having a twin of yourself, kind of. Yeah. Like, what if a pet was about to die, and you just switched it out like a quick swap 
That's like... <laughs> oh, yeah, you just... Not even ethical, I feel like. I feel like that's so unethical. Why is that? Because you get, like, no... You would have, like, no empathy for anything then. Because, like, if a pet's dying, you just... Oh, I could just go fix him right up. Get a new one. You don't fix him. I mean, one of them still dies. Yeah, but you're not going to be sad about it because you're getting the same thing. It's not... The, it's not. It hasn't had the experiences that other pets have. And you know it's a clone. I guess. I don't know. It's but then why a, would you do it then thing. if you... Then that's just weird. Why would you even do it if, if you, you want know an it's... army of them. If, if it's not the same... army of the same dogs. No. I don't... I think it's weird. I just think it's weird that it even exists. It's very weird. I don't know. I just heard about it briefly. So I thought we had to talk about it. Um... So we're at the one hour mark. I don't know if you want to get into any big ones anymore. Or if you want to just... No, not really. Okay. I don't know. This is kind of a lazy episode, I feel like. Kind of. But better get it done than not. Do you have any new... Um, we said we'd end every episode with a new idea. Oh, do I have any new ideas? Let me go check my notes. Um... Okay, so one of the, um, oh, something random that I thought about with relation to podcasts is kind of like the social media for music, but I feel like there should be some something, some tool where you can like directly integrate podcasts in like some sort of real-time commenting tool so people can give us feedback while they're listening to the podcast, like at a specific time standpoint, and then people can comment like on the idea at that point in time. There can be like a string of comments based on section of a podcast and it'd be interesting also to see what podcast other people are listening to mm. I mean you kind of can can you listen to other podcasts I mean no, it depends other people are listening to like in real time it like depends if you're on working you could see like oh they're listening it depends, to podcast it depends on um, can you do it on Spotify on Spotify yeah I was gonna okay. say it depends on what uh, platform you're using cause gotcha. I know like Spotify, you can see what other people are, like, listening to and stuff like that. Mm. Um, I, I kind of want to go through an idea that I've ran, I've ran by you. Oh, yeah. You thought it, was, it wasn't doable. But my idea was kind of like a dual debit card. Uh, basically a debit card that, like, utilizes, like, two chips to access uh, individuals, like, checking and savings account and why I kind of thought of this like one side would directly be checking and the other would be directly to savings and then I just thought of that because like I from working at like a grocery store people walk in and whether they don't have like enough money in their checking account so they have to go on their phones and go to their savings and then manually like transfer money over to their checking account if you could just flip over your card or go to the other side and just go directly into your savings, just saving that a uh, little hassle. Um, My counter to that was that I just didn't think there would be a reason for a savings account then. Then why not have it all in one account? Well, and I think there's some the, sort of federal restriction on top of that on how many times you can withdraw from your savings account. I think but, it's like five or six times a month. Yeah, but I don't... The thing with, uh, with the first thing you said is... 
I think there's still use for a savings account. It's not taking anything away from the savings account. It's just at a certain point you might not like some people are just not good with their finances or know how much they're spending on a regular basis. So if you isn't that the point of the so savings if, account to, so check, watch. to check you on that? Though? So if you yeah, so if you flip over your card, you're obviously checking yourself. Oh, like I need a. You're seeing that you. But it's there for you to spend. If it's there for you to spend, you're much more likely, I think, to spend it than if it's not. I don't know. I just think I just think it'd be. I think if it's a physical card where you just, have to, I guess, a physical thing, you're probably more aware of it. But I feel like, as a person that wants to save money, you want to restrict yourself from the yeah. possibility of putting yourself in that situation. I always thought, like, also, like, it kind of takes away from like using credit cards less i guess i would say because then kind of dipping into like money you don't have when you can have both your savings and your checking on the same phone so you don't have to go dip into a credit card to use and then have credit card debt and stuff like that mm-hmm. but that's kind of what i was that's interesting into. yeah i just really don't know you want to end with your last one or my last one or one of one of them this one, instead of having many, like, bigger topics like we had last time... We had a lot, we had a lot of, of little s- topics. W- yeah. So maybe we should... We'll see We'll feedback. see what the, yeah, what the feedback, feedback is. is. Yep. Maybe, at least I think from listening to podcasts on my own, I think I prefer hitting maybe five topics deeper or something like that. Then, and we'll, and we'll do that, too. But, yeah. Yep. That's what it is. Can I do ad- outro music again? Tell us how you like the outro music, by the way. They loved it. Wow. They loved it. Nice. All right. See you guys next time. <laughs>